Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, 24 Karat Conversation. We're back. Woohoo, peeps. I know. Back streets, back. back. Oh, oh, Phyllis is busting out the songs today. All right. Well, already. <laughs> that's how I we're miss, starting I, this one. <laughs> I miss being on a microphone. Oh, my goodness. It's been, it feels like, you know, we took one month off and it feels like we took yeah. six months off. Like it's just crazy. It does. I know. It does. I know. But life just goes. It, you have to do that time. once in a while, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It felt good to kind of just take a little, little break and, um, just get I some stuff it. done. I know. I, well, I missed you. So, <laughs> and we missed our audience. We missed you guys. So yeah. we thought we would talk on what's on the other side of fears. So we kind of wanted to talk about how to conquer our fears. Um, recently, I'm super proud of Phyllis. She received another coaching certificate, which I'm going to let her share all of those details. Um, and so we Yikes. were kind of chatting about fears and how they limit us and how if we allow it to control us it can hold us back from what God has purposed us for. And so I just kind of wanted to say that fear is a conditioned feeling um, to keep us from, and, and we can feel it in our from our earliest of childhood, and it can keep us from really stepping into our purpose. So with that being said, Phyllis, I'm going to add, I feel like I'm, I'm going to interview Phyllis today. How about that? <laughs> Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so Phyllis, tell me a little about overcoming your fear and doubt when you applied for the coaching program. Oh my gosh. So I, I know we've talked about fear before on another episode. And um, and I think it was the first time I got my first certification, mm-hmm. ASA. And, um, and so I thought... <laughs> Oh, there's this new certification program coming up for a personality coach. And they were only offering it to just a small select of people because it's a new program and they're still kind of testing it out. And so they really vet the people that are going to go through this because this um, program is trademarked. And so, you know, we have to really know the program in order to go out and teach it in different venues. So I thought there wouldn't be any fear because I've already done this, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's no fear. It'll be fine. And so I was excited because I really love studying about people, just about people, you know, what makes them tick and personalities has always been um, a huge thing for me. I've kind of done all the tests, did all the different things. And I I liked the premise of the Enneagram, but to me, it was like, there was a lot of pieces to it and I was kind of getting confused with it. Um, this linked program, which we've had the yeah. two Linda on our show before. So if you go back through some episodes, we um, interviewed them on their book, the linked um, personality guide. And this one has four quadrants. And so it was pretty easy to remember each one and realize like, 
um, what did what for each quadrant. So I thought, oh, easy peasy. It'll be great. Like, it'll be fun. I'll love it. And then I got into it and I got the homework and I went into a total tailspin <laughs> of like, oh my God, this is so hard. And they did a deep dive because first of all, they're awesome teachers and they know what they're talking about. And they wanted to make sure that if you're going to get certified to do this, you have to know this program inside and out. Mm-hmm. We did a very fast, they did not want to draw out this program into like a two or three month program. We did a deep dive of like two weeks of, um, a couple times a week of like four hour a day zooms, just with every aspect and the whys and the hows and all the things. And as I, and I think this happens with everybody, but as I got in the middle of it, the panics started to set of like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this and I'm sure I'm not going to pass. Yeah. <laughs> and so then of course, you know, I'm telling this to my daughter and she's like, just shut up, stop it. You know, you are, you're going to be fine. You're going to, you're going to ace this. It's going to be great. And I'm like, no, I, this is really hard. Like it was down to voice tonation, clarity, what kind of the The final test was a a 20 minute presentation, but it wasn't just me talking. I had to do an interactive with six other people on this call, four of which, um, no more than four, like four or five of which were, well, two were the authors. And then the other people were previous ambassadors that had gotten their certification. So they are now testing us. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. And so it was just, it was just a lot of, um, getting in your head and saying like, how embarrassing is this going to be if I don't pass? But they kept telling us, we don't flunk anyone. We just keep working with you to get you to know the program. So you won't pass it this time, but they, they'll one-on-one work with you so that eventually you you will eventually pass it. You'll learn the whole thing. Yeah. But you know, no one wants to do that. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to fail on that. And so there was the same kind of stuff coming up, which was surprising to me because I thought I had beaten that after I've gotten the first certification. And what it was, was a learning process for me to realize that your triggers and traumas from your past will always come back to bite your butt. And if you allow it, and then that brought me to like, feelings aren't facts. Mm. And so you have those feelings, but the fact is, is that this is where the rubber meets the road. So this is where people either succeed because they push through all the insecurity and know like my feelings aren't facts. Like I I can cry. I can go have like a pity party, but then am I going to continue on or am I going to quit? And this is where some people quit because it feels really yucky. So I don't like when those feelings stir up and, and it always centers around you're not educated you're not smart enough. You never went to college. You know, you don't have a diploma. You don't have, you're, you're, you're dumb. It yeah. just boils down to that. You're dumb. And so, which we know is not true. <laughs> not well now I know it's not true because I'm like, uh, I think I could have been really good in college. Cause I, I really, um, ended up acing the test. So that was a, a huge thing for me and not only ace the test, but they, um, loved my program. I related it to mothers and daughters and the different personalities. And, um, 
I did four different personalities of a mom and presented this thing and they want to work with me and help me, you know, get this program out to many different types of groups. And they uh, said I was a platinum speaker. So that's so awesome. Yeah. So that was super cool. And it was, uh, something I'm waiting for my certificate. I'm going to throw that one up on the wall too. So now I have a couple of things up there and I feel like, uh, little by little I'm learning that, um, the things in my past don't, um, they're not truth for the things Mm -hmm. of the future, but those feelings will always be there. I know that if I do something again, I know those feelings are going to pop up. But I also know that I can persevere through it now and just work towards um, the the end goal of what I really want. And it's just amazing um, how many doors just keep opening the more and more you keep pushing through that. So, yeah, I think, you know, we all I think when I when I started my journey, like healing from trauma and all of those kinds of things, I felt like. I had to have an end destination, like, okay, well, yeah. now I'm healed. I'm good. No, I'm, I'm fine. Gonna, yeah. I'm not going to ever feel these feelings again. But I think, you know, fear is one of those things that you could talk days and days about because everybody feels fear at some point. I mean, you could even be the most successful person and you still have fear when you, you know, you have to almost like do it. Um, somebody had said, um, when you say, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. Well, you're already doing it. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's like when you go through those really hard times in your life and you're sitting there, I mean, like, I remember when Tiana died and I kept saying, there's no way I can do this. I cannot do this. I cannot lose a child and be okay and come out on the yeah. other side yeah. only to realize that I didn't really have a choice. I was doing it. Like I yeah. had to walk through it at that point. And that's a very extreme case. But when you, when you have something that you want to accomplish and you go, I want to do it. And we've talked about this before where I'm like, you almost have to say it out loud and tell somebody to keep you accountable yes. because yeah. if you say it, then you, you're like, okay, got to do it now because I've already told people that I have yeah. to do it. Or you have, or if that thing is presented to you and it says, send in this email, like you've got to hit that send button. Yeah. And- well, I'm in it now. Like, you right. know, I'm like, yeah, I'm interested in getting this certification. I was like, wait, am I? Do I really want to do this? Like, too late now. Hit the send button. But I think it also comes from like it could be because you could have like the most idyllic childhood. It's not always people with just trauma in their childhood, but like it just is one person that says something to you. I was, I think I was reading something. I don't know if it was Christine Kane or someone that uh, she was in school and the. Yeah, she would get like good grades. It was her, I can't remember. Anyway, opened up her report card back when there was report cards and she couldn't wait to see all the A's. Well, all the A's were there and she was feeling really good. And then she saw the teacher's comment. comment. Sometimes she she needs to hold back as a leader. She's always like leading. She's always raising her hand. She's like, basically what went into her head was like, you're too much and you right. need to hold back. Well, what that did was like that, that pushed out, pushed away what she naturally is. She tried to like pull back on that early in her adult years and then realized I am a leader. I am someone that raises my hand. I am someone that, you know, wants to get the answers to things. And yes, we can do that tenderly and not be bossy about it, but it's to try to be smaller. And I think Carrie 
Garcia has talked about that too, where she was like the little yeah. kid stage yeah. and just started dancing. And then, you know, her parents would say like, you're too much, like, hold. Right. but it's like, that is innately who you are, but it takes one person to tell you you're too much or you're not enough. In my case, it was always, you're not enough. And you can never, those were yeah. spoken over me. That's not what we do. You can never accomplish. And don't, don't think that you can ever be this. And even though I didn't want that truth, that like holds tightly to my core because I I go back to that place of like, oh, I maybe I shouldn't do this because it's too much. Like mm-hmm. people aren't supposed to have more. And those are lies that I have to constantly like push aside because if that is the direction that God is leading me to, who am I to say no to that? And if it's not meant to be, that's okay too. There's another direction and there's something else there. But it's funny how I see people self-sabotaging yeah. what could be success in their life. And also people that say, well, yeah, I really, this was all set. It was all set in place, right? It's all set in place. It's all ready to go. But, you know, I think God told me to stop. And I was like, uh, well, did he tell you to stop or did you just get scared? Cause yes, yeah, sometimes he does tell you to stop and definitely, but there's a gut thing. I call it the God tap, but mm-hmm. the God tap, there's a gut feeling when you know, something is right. Also, he's throwing people at you saying like, we'll help you with this, or let's go guide you over here. Or, you know, for me, it was like, I grew up where you didn't ask for help because you had to just mm-hmm. suck and do it yourself. During this course, one of the teachers said, I am available all day on Wednesday. If you want to call me and you want to go over this presentation, please call me so I can help you. Now, old Phyllis would have been like, nope, I don't need any help. Not going to do it. Like that's embarrassing. Like what if I, what if I say something dumb and then like, she's going to think I'm an idiot. So I'm not going to call her. Those things went through my head. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's offering free advice before the presentation so that I'm not going in there scared or cold calling, basically kind of like throwing stuff at the wall, not knowing if this is the direction they go in. So I called her and I said, here's the thought process of what I think I want to present. And I went through the program with her and she said, this is going to be amazing. And then she said, over here, you need to change. So she helped me. Right here, you need to change this. And I would do this instead of this. It's so helpful. When I got off the phone call, I was like, okay, okay, I can do this. Yeah. Other thing that was funny about this whole thing is we got invited to a wedding that week, the week that I had to present on zoom and I had to present at seven o'clock in the morning (laughs) and we were spending the night in a hotel and going to the wedding that afternoon. So I told Mike, we have to take a ring light. We have to take my computer, the stand for the computer. You know, we had to have all the things ready. So we looked pretty wonky walking in this hotel room. They were probably like, oh, what are these people doing? Going on in that room? <laughs> and I didn't think about it until I'm walking in with this ring light. People are kind of looking at me and I'm like, oh yeah, that looks kind of, that looks kind of weird. <laughs> kind of weird. What's going on? But that's the other thing with perseverance. I could have said like, oh, I can't do it. Like I, you know, I'm not going to be around. Like I can't do it. It was like, no was not on the table for me. It just had to happen. And so I told them, 
listen, I'm going to have, I'm going to be in a hotel room. I'm going to bring all my stuff, you know, I'll be ready, but just want to let you guys know, like I'm not at home. So it may not look the same. They even tried to switch with a couple other participants for me to help me out. And it didn't work out. And I said, don't, no problem. Like I'm going to do it. Like I don't care. And so that showed me too, like, you know, you can give up when it gets hard or uncomfortable, or you can just power through it. And I was like, I'm going to power through it and do it. And so that certification means so much to me because of just all the backstory of like to get there. And so, um, so yeah, so fear is a liar. It is (laughs) always going to be there. And so you have to make the decision, you know, do you want to give into it? Do you want to believe the things from the past? Do you want to believe some person you don't even know anymore that said one thing over you or, or maybe things over you for a long Mm -hmm. period? but you're not with that person anymore. You have to start with a clean slate and you just have to keep telling yourself, I know that those feelings hurt. If you need to cry about it or you need to sit with it for a minute, take some time, like, you know, feel the feelings and then, okay, but what are you going to do? Like, are you going to let that decide your future? Are you just going to keep powering through? So every time that it, it shows me that, it is possible. I think, um, it's quicker for me to get over the fear Yeah. from the first time I tried something really hard. Um, it was paralyzing. Yeah. So. I think, I think, you know, a lot of times you want it. So my personality, I like predictability, um, because predictability mm-hmm. is safe to me. And so I've had to learn that not having things predictable isn't necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes it's a growth thing. Mm -hmm. And so that has caused me to do things that I probably would have never done 10 or 15 years ago. And I, I also think like when you've gone through any sort of loss or trauma, you tend to really want predictability because that feels safe. Mm -hmm. And so the unknown feels like the what ifs start to whisper in your ears. And, you know, that is, when I have learned to be like, no, this is not fact. This is not fact. This is not true. I am good enough. I am smart enough. And, you know, I I think even if you had like, like I had a fairly healthy childhood for the most part, but for me, you know, in, uh, you know, elementary school, junior high, high school, I was kind of the odd girl out. Um, I always felt like I couldn't ask questions. I couldn't say my, like what I said wasn't important or what I said didn't have value. And so even walking into, and I've said this before, but even walking into business, it was really hard for me. Although I was an an incredible sales rep and I, you know, people liked me. I didn't feel not with my clients, but with my coworkers, I felt like I didn't matter. And I had to get to the point where I was like, it's okay. If they don't agree with me or don't like me, I can still state my opinion and, and to me, it's even stepping into meetings now where they ask a question and I say my opinion, I have to really muster myself up to be like, okay, I'm going to, here's my opinion, you know, because it is scary. And I, and I think we, we mm-hmm. tend to think that like they have, people have perceptions of what it looks like on the outside, not realizing mm-hmm. what people are dealing with internally. And, um, it kind of brings me a little bit to, you know, my book is almost done, which is crazy. I I was telling Phyllis, we are at page. We're going to be interviewing you next. We're at page layout stage, which is just crazy. I can't believe 
that it's almost done. At the same time, it's been almost two years since I started it. And I had wanted it to be done. I had a timeline. Yeah. Because of course I had a timeline. Hello. Of course you because you have goals. I had a goal and I had a timeline. And um, you know, I feel like it was okay that it hasn't fit my timeline. Mm -hmm. I feel like the the time that it's going to be coming out is the time God actually wanted it to come out. Exactly. And there were times that I will say fear began to creep in and say, look at you. Like you didn't get it done on time. Why not just, just, you know what? Don't even finish it. You know, at this Mm -hmm. point, like why bother? Like it's already been almost two years. Your publisher's probably just done with you. I, They're sending you a res- resume. I was like, hey, do you still want me to write hey. this thing? Hi, remember me? Hey, like, um, you know, obviously. Well, have you, did you have people, because I know when I was writing my book, I had people, well, when I was talking about writing my book and I hadn't actually started it yet. And I remember people coming up to me going, have you written that dang book yet? <laughs> and I'm just like, if you knew how hard it was. Yeah. this thing and why people there's 1% of the people that actually write a book when 80% of people say they want to. So I laugh when people go, you know, like, Oh, you, it's not done yet. Yeah. It's, it's a process. It is a process. And I think you, you know, for me with, with the book, it was, there were some things that I had to work through internally in order yeah. for it to come out the way it, it did. And, and I laugh because the majority of the book was written in a very tough season of my life. And, um, that just to me is not an accident at all, you know? And I think if I had allowed fear to say, I don't deserve to write it, or I shouldn't write it or stop now, it's already been two years. Nobody cares about it. I could have easily just said no, but now as I'm getting towards the end of it, I'm like, I'm so glad I persevered and that I, you know, trusted that God had the timing perfect. And and I think and that, that time was necessary. Yeah. Totally. So yeah. yeah, it's like, you don't see that again, that goes back to like, you don't see things down the road. Like you don't, you can let fear just paralyze you to, mm-hmm. a up, but you don't see what's, what's down the road until after you go, Oh, that's why that happened. So you know, we don't know what the future holds with certain things. And <clears throat> we can't always just paralyze ourselves and say like, oh, I just don't, I don't think it's the right time. Or I don't think mm-hmm. it's, we'll really investigate that and make sure that if that is like God telling you to pause, then definitely you should. Mm-hmm. But is that God, or is that you being fearful because you're afraid, you know, or, to walk yeah. store. or letting other people put fear in your head because yes. there's so many people that can say, really, do you think you can do that? You know, is that the best thing for you? Is that, are you know, you sure? are you sure? And it's like, at some point you're like, no, I'm actually you not, say, no, I'm, I'm not, actually sure. not sure. And that's okay. Um, yeah. but I, I feel like for women, I think, especially, you know, when you, you be, I think, especially when you become a mom, I feel mm-hmm. like after I became a mom too, like, I was a little more scared to take risks on certain things because I felt Mm. like now I've got, I'm responsible for other things, right? Like I think Mm. when you're younger, it's a little easy to be fearless. Um, But as you get older, you tend to get stuck into this, like, well, this is how it works and it's working. So why am I going to ruffle? You're more cautious. You are more cautious. However, Mm. that also doesn't get you to anywhere Mm. where you need to go. Like if you stay stagnant, you just aren't growing. And so, you know, I feel like 
Well, and it has to be something that you're passionate about because we're not saying throw caution to the wind. And right. just go- we're not saying go quit your job tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> not smart. Finger on a boat somewhere. Right, right. Um, but yeah, it's something, if it's been, I know I've talked to enough women where if it's been something that has been pressing on your heart for a long time and you keep making these excuses, um, eventually it's something that he, he's really going to push you towards because it is your heart's desire. So I guess that's the question for the audience is what is your heart's desire Mm -hmm. that you want to do that's going to make a difference or that brings you passion or um, just has such an interest. Like for me, it's 100% coaching. Like I love helping people, women get to the next place in their life. Like that's just, I'm passionate about that in whatever realm that is. And um, so that's a, even if I have to be afraid to pass through these things to get qualified in that, it's something that I adore. So I will take the heat for that. Like I will walk through the fire for that and have the fear because it's something I'm passionate about. I wouldn't have done that if it was something I really didn't feel passionate about. Then I would say like, yeah, I would kind of want to do this, but I'm not really like jazzed about it. Right. Everyone has that thing that if you didn't have all the responsibilities, like what would it be? Because eventually, like for me, I don't have kids in home anymore. Mm -hmm. So the world is your oyster. Hey, newsflash girls that turn 50, your isn't over because your kids go to college. It's just beginning because you get the whole kit and caboodle now. Like you, it's almost like you're 20 again. Like you, (laughs) it's such a truth. We were saying, we were saying like, you know, as people are like, Oh, you can put your kids down for a nap. I'm all shoot myself down for a nap. Yeah. Yeah, Right. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't, no matter. I can go take a drive for two hours. Like I have no responsibilities. <laughs> the husband can make his own dinner. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm having uh, popcorn. What are you having? Yeah. <laughs> but it's true because like you, you know, you get to do things with your husband or you get to go hang out with your girlfriends. You can go away for a weekend and tell them like, Hey, sweetie, like I'm going to go, you know, do, do whatever, like go to a spa day for, you know, and it's great. It's like, you have all this free time, but like, for me, I want to use my brain too. So I like to have fun. It's like, I also want to do something that makes a difference. And so, you know, being able to like be at this age and, and know, oh shoot, man, my life's not over. And then yet I have the freedom. Like if I want to go down South and see my grandkids, I can do that too. And so the world's my oyster right now. I can do whatever I want to do and make a difference and also have fun and also have family. It's like, you get, you get the redo. So know, if you're in it with little kids, you're, you're going to, you're going to be out of it someday. It's all good. (laughs) Yeah. Don't let, it doesn't, you don't have to let like fear stop you from seeing Mm -hmm. your future, from trying new things. Uh, You know, Phyllis and I were talking about just all of her experience and the things that she has had in her 50 plus, if I will say 50 plus years. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Her 50 plus years of life plus 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 one extra 10 (laughs) plus 10 10, 10. um but no I mean like she's gained all this experience and now here she is you know using that experience nothing that you have put your hands on in your life goes void God does not God uses every little tiny piece of that 
And so we just really want to encourage you today. Like, what is your passion? What are you scared of? Name it and face it, like name it, face it. And, and know that that isn't truth. Like if somebody's told you, you can't do it, that is not truth. Like that is not the truth. And just you know, disarm it by being and find it out for yourself. If you, you know, like push through it and see Absolutely. what the other side. So we're going to leave you with a Bible verse today, Isaiah 41, 10, which is one of my favorite Bible verses. It says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God and I will strengthen you and help you. And I will uphold you with my righteous hand. And just remember that I have that verse written on my notes in my in my phone, because there's so often that I feel that crippling fear that feels like you just can't breathe, you know, and that's, these are things that you cling to. You cling to Isaiah 41, 10, you know, do not fear. He tells you, do not fear. He's with you. And so I just want to leave you with that today. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to follow us on 24 Carat Conversations, both on Facebook and on Instagram. And until next time, people have a great day. Sparkle on. Bye, peeps. Bye.